Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to Cinematic Ventures Podcast. We're back. Gabriel is here, and I'm uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm always excited for each episode, but this one is um, it's quite important. And as you can see by the title, uh, "Building Bridges, Not Burning Them Down." Basically, it's um, it's something that I've been thinking about for quite a long period of time, actually. And uh, I reached a very simple conclusion uh, and it's we should appreciate what we have as film goers and it's connected to life actually it's it's much bigger than just cinema and I want to focus on two specific topics today and one of them is uh, physical medium I would say right now these are the most talked about topics happening as I'm recording this podcast this episode it is the end of January 2024 and it still continues one of the biggest topics happening right now is uh, obviously the controversy with uh, the Barbie Oscar nominations and at the same time I would say the other topic that also receives quite a bit of attention is physical media and and uh, how are things going because if you follow, and I did my research on this one, if you follow groups of collectors, Blu-ray, DVD collectors, and people who just enjoy movies, you would kind of see like it's uh, it's it's two different worlds. On one hand, you have people who say, who believe that, oh, this is the dying last breath of physical media because there were a couple of examples of um, retailers in the US uh, that basically said, uh, I think it was, was it Best Buy, one of them? I'm not sure. But basically they said, uh, we're done with physical media. We're not going to put them outside in our stores. Which, if you've been one of those retailers, you would know that it's it's not really a shock. It's not really a surprise. And a lot of collectors, a lot of people who buy physical media, movies, stuff like that, they actually buy online. So... Some people saw it as, oh, is this like the uh, the final blow for physical media? And the answer is, guys, if you're listening to this and you're a physical media collector, my advice to you is, as one physical media fan to another, don't worry. Yes, it's not as it was in between 2000 and 2007. Yes, certainly not. Yes, a lot of people still prefer streaming. And streaming will always be the convenient option for most people. But there is a reason why you have filmmakers like Christopher Nolan, Jim Cameron, Michael Bay, even Spielberg in one of his interviews, who come out and strongly support physical media. Because as filmmakers, as people who create art, and especially filmmakers who create these giant, huge movies... It's great to have physical media to actually for the for not just for film fans. They're just regular viewers who are might be interested. Oh, how do they make uh, Oppenheimer? How do they make the, the explosion? Right. It was on the news. They didn't really use CGI. Well, let's see it. How do we see that? Well, if you get the physical media, if you get the actual Blu-ray or DVD. 
And on the other hand, you have uh, like Avatar, The Way of Water, the second one. I, I believe I, I still don't have the uh, Blu-ray special edition, which I think it has like or four hours of special features and extras, which is incredible. So all of this combined, it gives something to the viewer. And it's always been that way, honestly. It gives something that makes you closer to the movie. So the bottom line is this. Physical media, is, it's not dying. I would even argue there's a slight resurgence, if I can call it that way. You kind of hear more and more people being interested. I mean, you saw, I don't know if you guys are following the numbers of physical media. I don't have the exact numbers right now, but uh, I believe it was reported by Deadline. You can go, go ahead and check it out. The numbers for Oppenheimer were pretty good in terms of sales of, of physical media. And that's one of the reasons why... I wanted to name this episode Build Bridges, Don't Burn Them. Because we still live in a world, unfortunately, where it's us against them. It's like we are wired in a way that we always have to compete. We always have to go against something or someone. And I've noticed as a person who really is happy and supports all kinds of movies, all types of cinema. I, for example, the Barbie movie, I'm not the target audience for it. I'm an action guy. I grew up with action movies, hardcore action movies. So clearly I'm not the target audience, right? But hearing how successful the movie ended up being, I'm happy. Even if it's, yes, it's easy to say like, I'm angry at Barbie because, look at it, it made over $1 billion, but the movie that I like, that I think it's great, would underperform or flop at the box office. So, I think we're just naturally wired to compete or honestly even seek an argument. It's just, based on social media, you would think that there are a lot of people who just feel pleasure out of arguments. And my point with this episode would be, as it's everything with Cinematic Ventures, is to build a bridge, create an understanding, to create something that would make people appreciate every single movie out there. Even if it's a movie by a filmmaker you don't like. Even if it's a movie you, you couldn't care about, you couldn't, you couldn't care less about. Even if it's a movie by a rival studio, let's say you're the old, uh, old school fight, DC versus Marvel, right? These things can coexist because at the end of the day, everything is connected. Uh, I've read a, quite a few books on this topic about studios, legacy studios, and how important it is, the success of one movie. I remember it was, I believe, about Paramount, and I believe it was the original Top Gun. Its success really, really helped at least, I believe it was like four or five mid-budget movies to get a green light. So if Top Gun was not successful, these movies would never have been made. They would just stay as, as, as scripts or in, uh, in developing hell for years. So the success of one movie, even if it's a movie that you, dear listener, don't like for whatever reason, right? You find it annoying, you find it woke, or you find it as you have the two complete opposites, which is one of them is um, uh, the Jim Caviezel movie, 
Sound of Freedom, I believe it was called. And the other one was Barbie. You have two complete opposites. On one hand, you have people who accuse Sound of Freedom basically as a right-winger movie, like QAnon movie. And on the other hand, you have the other side accusing Barbie of being woke, of being anti-man, anti society the way it is like uh against uh, the patriarchy and all of that and even though uh of course this is what those two sides claim even though that there is no patriarchy nowadays so it's 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 a really a really complicated matter and it's disappointing because we should really really and i, I can't stress it enough how important it is just to support cinema. Yes, it's very good to have your own, I guess, underdog or a movie that you're rooting for, a movie that's not a guaranteed hit. It's always great to have one one movie that you say, oh, I'm glad. I really love that movie, my favorite movie of the year. I'm glad it was a success. I'm glad people saw it. So I get it. I totally get it. But at the same time, we can do couple of things at the same time, right? It's not, uh, we can carry two watermelons at the same time. It can be done. So my point is building bridges, don't burn them. And with that title, all I want to say is this. When we hear a movie like Barbie, even if we don't appreciate the movie, even if we end up hating it, we have to understand how the machine works. We have to understand that because of the success of that movie, the studio behind it would be able to make 10 more mid-budget movies, would be able to invest in a lot of other productions that could end up being favorite movies of us, right? For, for us, for the listeners. So it's very, very simple at the end of the day. We should not divide movies. We should not try to create, and I get it. I get it. It, it creates traction it creates traffic it creates likes and clicks and that's what people want i get it we live in this world where you have to provoke so when you say when someone says with giant letters on their and their your uh their video on youtube has these giant letters like why is barbie the worst movie ever made or something like that right these really like it's like they're screaming at you even from the thumbnail of the video, they're screaming at you like, click on here, see what I have to say. I'm angry. Ah, right. And it's kind of a trick. I, I, I give benefit of the doubt. And I always say, I don't believe these people are that hateful, but I just believe that they're just playing the game. They just want, they just want to get clicks and likes, right? So, and, and unfortunately in all of this, the thing that suffers is cinema and how we perceive cinema, how we, we appreciate cinema and how cinema is looking for the future, right? How is the future of the cinema looking? Is, does it look bad? Does it look good? It really depends on the perception of the audience, what audience supports or what audience uh, would boycott a certain movie. Even going uh, going back to 2016 with the female Ghostbusters, it was over the top. I think now when people, even those people who were complaining and arguing about it, I think even they would probably say that was too much. And again, it only created division. And yes, I get it. We live in a divided world, politically, socially, everything. It's not easy for people. And 
in a way when you're surrounded by this you're kind of acting that way now I've always been always been the kind of person who would try to create peace between two sides I've been in uh, with other uh, film fans in conversations with people and they would start like angrily argue with each other over movies one of them would say that's the worst movie ever right the other one would say no it's the best movie ever your taste sucks and all of that and unfortunately it happens more than you guys probably think and uh that's what i'm trying to do that's one of the reasons why uh, i made cinematic ventures is to try to make people i guess a bit more positive not just for cinema for for everything cinema is just one of the one of the one of the things that we appreciate as people as entertainment but it is connected to everyday life so uh going back to the what i mentioned physical media and the oscar situation so at the end of the day to try to boycott a movie because you think it serves like a political purpose or has a political statement you disagree with i think it's it's counterproductive at the end of the day and i get it if we're talking about just regular viewers who have not even seen the movie and they're just trashing it and trying to boycott of course you can't reason with those people they're not even trolls these are people who are just completely outside of the conversation when it comes to movies and about physical media i want to jump back and forth between the two topics about physical media you have people who say why do you waste your time look at streaming it's so convenient literally with just a few clicks you can do it you think of a movie while you're in bed literally 10 seconds later you will be able to watch that movie in your bed with one eye if you're exhausted and yes i get it it's a huge jump if you're from the generation that grew up with uh, from the 80s or even 70s with vhs and then you have laserdisc uh, then we have dvd blu-ray now 4k all of that if you grew up with that i get it i get it it could be uh it could be a bit like a like a punch in a gut when people say that because you have this connection with physical media but it is a different story when it's someone who is who was born in 95 or 97 or 2000 and for them it's just normal for them it's just part of the world they're living streaming so it's much more convenient so you have to actually explain to them in trying to really make a good case for why they should get physical media because we live in a world where most people i would say most movie watchers they just watch a movie just they enjoy it right but they're not really thinking about it a lot afterwards they're like oh that was a fun movie that was a good movie i enjoyed it but hardcore film film fans right i consider myself one of them and people who really are interested in how movies are made we actually we honestly we think differently right than the regular viewer so what we have to do in this situation is again trying to be a bit more positive right and trying to actually inform ourselves a bit better so yes physical media it's not the way that it was before but in the last few months especially around oppenheimer 
And not because I work for the movie or anything like that. Again, this podcast is really, uh, the whole platform is trying to focus on facts as much as we can, right? So it's a fact that around Oppenheimer, if there's a chart, you're going to see a real upvote, so to speak. You're going to see a, 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 a quite a major tick uh, upwards when it comes to sales and just interest, overall interest in physical media around Oppenheimer. But right before the movie was released, and honestly, even during the uh, theatrical run, because Nolan, as I mentioned before, is one of those filmmakers that really, really clearly loves physical media and I don't think it's because he gets like um, uh, like additional money or something like that at the end of the day this is a guy who was so successful at this point that he couldn't care less so he could have easily just said look my movie made money I couldn't care less if you guys release it on on streamers or on physical media I don't care but he actually took care of it he actually did the effort create and I, I believe he said it in, in the uh, interview you can find it guys you just I believe it was the Hollywood reporter or a variety one of the two I think he gave an interview and he talked about how diligent they were with and how they really wanted to create the special features to be memorable really really be a great supplement to the movie and all I can say is hats off hats off to him same thing with uh, James Cameron these are filmmakers who, thankfully, I'm sure there are a lot of other filmmakers who support. Maybe they're not as vocal as Nolan and Cameron, but uh, I'm sure they do support physical media. Uh, I mean, you have another one like uh, Joe Lynch. Uh, he did Suitable Flesh last year, and uh, he released it with, with packed special features, commentary. And he's another filmmaker and a great guy, a great guy, uh, a filmmaker who, who strongly supports physical media. He regularly posts on his Twitter, or X as it is today. You can go ahead and check Joe Lynch on, uh, on Twitter, and you can see for yourself. So it's great. It's great. But at the same time, I hear and I see a lot of people like be very quick, like, oh, I'm selling my collection, or it's this or that. And I get it. I get it. Trust me, guys. I also have, I'm a physical media supporter, but I'm going to admit, I have Netflix. I have Disney Plus. And, but does that stop me from buying physical media, buying movies on physical media? Not at all. Never. It'll never stop me. Now, you're probably wondering, if you're such a huge supporter of physical media, why do you have streamers? The answer is simple. I'm watching some TV series or Netflix series or, or something that's, probably will never see a physical release. So that's the only reason. If I have to choose, for example, I have a lot of a lot of my favorite movies, movies that I really love are Disney movies for for usually Touchstone from the 90s, the action movies that we all know Crimson Tide, The Rock, Armageddon, Con Air, right? All of these face-off classic uh, movies. They're all from pretty much Touchstone, which was uh, which I believe still is part of Disney. So if I see, and I've seen it, I've done it. If I have the option of just clicking the movie and watching it on um, Disney Plus or actually picking up the DVD or the Blu-ray from my collection, of course I'm going to pick up the the DVD and Blu-ray. There's no question. And I always say this to people, both sides, 
you have people who say physical media is dead. It's gone. It's a waste of time. Uh, people don't have space, right? Where would you put it? What are you going to do with it? Blah, blah, right? Everything. And these are valid points. These are valid points. Yes, it takes a lot of space, right? But still, as a collector, it feels good. You don't care about it. You just love the feeling waking up and just seeing it in the room and just being able to pick when you have a lot of movies that, and rightfully so, a lot of physical media supporters are, are, are pointing out that a lot of movies would disappear on streamers or are they going to be edited out because of sensitivity or whatever reason it is. So basically on, on physical media, you will forever have that movie. Like there was this huge outrage when I believe, was it HBO? Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think it was HBO uh, or Warner Brothers. I forgot what was the studio that they uh, announced that there will be some changes happening. And um, like they're going to edit some scenes or something like that uh, in uh, Gone with the Wind. So there was a huge backlash about that. And yeah, if you are, if you don't like this, you will always have the physical media. Movie is untouched the way it was, and you can play it anytime you want. So all for it, absolutely. I'm a physical media guy. I will always support it no matter what. But at the same time, I want to make it clear that we shouldn't go after people who say that they want to watch on a streamer. There, I know, I can think of two people that I know who are movie fans, like legit movie fans, not just they watch movies as a background noise. No, they love cinema, but they absolutely prefer streaming. For them, it just works that way. Whether it is uh, they just don't have the space for movies or it's just out of convenience. It's much easier when you press a few buttons on your screen, on your, on your tablet or phone, and you just enjoy the movie. I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm sure there are valuable reasons. Actually, they've told me. It's pretty much what I just said. It's convenience. That's that's the basic reason. That's the bottom line. It's just convenience. You don't have to get up, change the disc, or if something happens, the disc uh, gets stuck or something like that. But then you have the other argument. People who love physical media who say, well, if your internet goes down, you have no internet connection, you can't really watch anything unless you save it. But even if you save it, and I've done it, I'm not naming the streamer, but I've done it. Like I would download uh, titles on the streamer to watch offline and it's not possible. I tried it. I tried it. I believe I was at Heathrow, the airport. Then I was in uh, in the London subway. You can. It just doesn't work. Now, another convenience of streaming, you can watch it anywhere. Technically, if you have the internet connection, of course. And yes, you can't watch. Uh, there are there are po uh, portable Blu-ray DVD players. I have one. I have a portable Blu-ray player, and it's quite cool. I really like it. But yes, obviously, in terms of just pure convenience, obviously, it's it's much better to watch it on a streamer, right? There's no other way around it. That's just how it is, right? But I uh, I would again go to the other side. If you're serious about movies, if you really love movies and you're interested about learning about filmmaking and all of this, nothing beats physical media. Yes, I, uh, you, you can see some making of, short making of. I believe there are a few commentaries, audio commentaries for um, 
I believe was uh, some of the David Fincher, early David Fincher productions on Netflix. House of Cards, I believe. But it's just not the same and it's not enough. So what we can do is understand the positives of both sides. And instead of burning bridges and arguing with people, why it's silly to watch streamers, why it's silly to support streamers, or the opposite, why it's silly to support physical media, we have to stop and actually think. Everything that I just mentioned, everything is based on facts and how people feel about it. And people need to be more accepting of what other people feel and why they're doing what they're doing because it's much easier just to be very primal with our reaction to go like oh streamer are you kidding me no it's awful horrible but if you actually stop for a second and you think you know what i get it why people would watch it and yes i also don't like that some movies are basically uh, end up being just background noise but that, that's just how it is that's just how it is that's part of it because honestly uh, and not just playing devil's advocate but you can have a movie on a blu-ray player you play the movie on a blu-ray you can still be up and doing something and the movie is still background noise so it's all about understanding and realizing that there is a reason why both camps support what they support it's not a waste of time they're not doing it in spite of the other side they're not doing it just to make you angry there is a reason for that. So all I'm going to say uh, is try to think why both things still exist. And they will continue to coexist. I believe that. I don't think streaming will completely destroy or eradicate physical media. I really don't think so. Physical media will always be there. Right? And not as just like a novelty. A lot of people give examples of vinyl. Right? But I think physical media, when it comes to movies, will be even stronger. Not like just vinyl. Vinyl is like kind of like curiosity that a lot of people have, right? Younger generation. I believe for movies, it'll be much stronger. I will be. I believe there will be just a solid contingent of people who are still supporting and buying physical media. I really believe that. Streaming, it'll always be there. It'll always be there. That's just how it is. That's just how society is is changing. It was the same with VHS. Um, I remember uh, older people than me who were, they were telling me when VHS was dying out and DVD was coming out. And yeah, clearly the quality difference is like enormous. It's incredible, the difference. But still, they were feeling like, oh, right, this is so unfair. I miss my VHS, all of that. So yeah, it's completely normal and understandable that a lot of people were skeptical and they just don't like the idea of streaming but that's just how it happens that's how we develop technology and everything that's it's always been that way so this is not something new so all all that is happening is we have a couple of options you can either buy it you can watch it on stream or you can do both whatever works for you if you do both oh more power to you perfect right you support all of the options. Either way, either way, I always say to people, support movies. I know, I, I, I never really mentioned piracy, and it's a big one. It's a big topic, and it's happening. It's happening. We all know it's happening. Uh, there, there are some people who only pirate movies. And 
obviously that's very disappointing if you're a film fan, like a reg, like a genuine film fan, and you only pirate movies, or you f you try to find ways to skip on buying physical media, or paying even paying for a subscription, right? If I have to choose between supporting someone who would support uh, streaming because I'm a physical media kind of guy and someone who pirates movies, of course I'm going to support uh, streaming. It's much better because, yes, I get it. People will say, well, we're paying corporations. They already have billions of dollars, Disney and all of that. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, a little bit of this chunk goes to movie making. The movies that you see that are original productions, Netflix, Amazon, Apple, Paramount, Disney Plus, this money doesn't fall from the sky. And yes, they have other uh, other sections that bring money, obviously. But it's still a circle. It's still a circle. And uh, $5, it could end up in, as part of the budget of a, of a movie. So I always say, I always say to people, yes, the temptation of getting something for free while other people are, are buying and you can say, look at those suckers. I got it for free. Yeah, it's a temptation. Yes, uh, we all want to get for free, not waste our money. But if we really want to support movies, if you don't want to support physical media because you think it's a dying, dying piece of art, because I consider it an art, like physical media and those releases are amazing. But if you see it as something from a bygone era, at least stick to streaming. At least pay for one streamer. I'm not. I'm not a streamer uh, shill here, right? I'm not a streamer supporter, not at all. But if it's between this and pirating movies, just getting everything for free, and then we're wondering. Uh, actually, Joe Lynch, who I already mentioned, and Adam Green, they have a podcast that I also mentioned before, the Movie Crypt. They talked about it. Independent filmmakers or filmmakers who work all with indie studios, they really struggle make their movies so if you pirate the movies everyone pirates their movie there's just no way there's no way they're going to get a chance to make another one that's just how it works yes you can argue that uh, marvel would be uh would survive if some people were are pirating movies but not indie filmmakers for them it's it's a total different ball game that's why i always say at the end of the day again building bridges not burning them down Whatever you decide, whatever you decide works for you guys. Streaming or buying physical media or both. Honestly, for me at, at this point, it is both. I buy physical media as much as I can. I don't buy, I don't blind buy. I usually, well, that's not really true. Not usually. I always, always buy movies that I'm aware of. Movies that I need. I guess there is, there is a charm. To blind buying, I, I've been in a situation like that, but uh, it, it's just not my thing. But whatever works for you, whatever works for you, blind buying or buying like 20 DVDs at once or, or, or like a bucket of DVDs, wherever it is, support it. Support physical media. And same thing for streamers, right? Support it. If streaming works for you, stick to it. Support movies. Watch the movies there. We have to show that people are not treating movies just as, uh, as, as fast food. And I know the accusations for, uh, against actually streaming and what people say, oh, movies are now junk food, disposable, not as it is before. Again, 
I don't disagree, but it's already happening. The change is here. So unless there's a way of just going back in a time machine and change things and make sure that everyone is buying physical media and there's no streamer, right? Good. Yeah, I'm all for that. I love physical media, but that's not the case. We live in a world where streaming is a fact. It's happening and we have to understand it. And it's your choice to either embrace it or support physical media or both. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong in supporting both. So if someone is listening here and they are really up against streamers and all of that, try to understand why people prefer it. And it's not really generational. I have friends who are my age, millennials, uh, older even, and Gen Z, of course, who say, look, I grew up, I grew up on freaking VHS. I know what it's like so, uh, about physical media. I love it, but it's still more convenient. If I have the movie on Netflix and I have it on my shelf or in uh, whatever tucked in as a physical media, of course, if I'm in bed, it makes more sense. Just a few clicks away and I watch the movie. That's it. I don't have to get up, put it on the, on the DVD player or anything like that. So if that works for them, absolutely. They're supporting movies, right? So... I always say this, we have to understand each other, to understand why people do it. Streaming has its advantages and disadvantages. Same thing with physical media. Yes, as I mentioned, I am a physical media guy, first and foremost. I would argue that there are more advantages, I would say, to physical media when it comes to serious film fans, film fans who are interested in how movies are made, not just experiencing the movie. If you just want to watch the movie, sure, absolutely. Go for, go for the streaming. But if you want to dig deep or really get to know, definitely a special edition a DVD or Blu-ray would just work perfectly, beautifully. And unfortunately, we don't see a lot of um, really big special editions of new movies that we used to see back in the day. Uh, but I think Oppenheimer is one good example. Now, to be honest, I saw the official release of Barbie. Obviously, these are the, the biggest movies of last year, and it was all about Barbenheimer. But you see the difference. You see the difference uh, between the two. And I am. I am a little bit disappointed because I think the Barbie guys, the Barbie studio could have done a better job with the special features. When you see the Blu-ray, even the special edition of the Steelbook, and it's not cheap. It's not cheap. People are paying a lot of money for these. There was like, I think, just a deleted scenes or like a short making of, and that's it. Like, just, just fluff pieces, as people call them. But then you have Oppenheimer, on the other hand. Even the DVD release, which at this point, if there is a DVD release of a new movie, it's pretty much bare bones. There's nothing on it. Just a movie. And I think eventually they're going to stop doing uh, DVD releases of movies, which... Yeah, I get it. Blu-ray is the is the thing, and we and now we have 4K. I don't think it'll go over 4K. I don't think they're gonna come up with another format that's better than 4K. I think 4K is really the the as as far as we can go, and that's great. That's great. But when you see even the DVD release of Oppenheimer is two disc special edition, just like the Blu-ray, and it has all of the special features, and it's great, like covering every pretty much every aspect of the movie, and it's amazing. It feels great. When you buy it, you feel the weight 
metaphorically speaking. You feel the weight of it. You're like, oh my God, not only are we going to enjoy the movie in, in, in a great quality. And just another side note, as I'm sure you guys know, if you're uh, you huge fans of physical media, you know that the quality, especially the, uh, the sound quality, well, the picture too, on an actual Blu-ray disc is much better than the one on streaming if you compare both movies. If you compare the same movie, watching it on a streamer and watching it on a Blu-ray, not to mention 4K, it's just physical media is still at the top. So not only you have that, you also have an amazing array of special features. So that's why I think uh, physical media still has the advantage. Hopefully it will continue. Hopefully filmmakers will continue to push for it. We'll continue to have the behind the scenes crew shooting everything, how the movie's been made so they can edit out and make these amazing. And of course we have the, the commentary. I would have loved to have a commentary track on Avatar or, uh, or Oppenheimer, but even without it, it's still, it's still amazing to own those special editions. So it's a big topic, as you can see, guys. We can spend hours discussing it, but hopefully um, I was able to display or show a little bit of both, like the best of both worlds and why certain people would prefer streaming and why streaming is it works for some people, doesn't work for other people, why physical media is not dying away. I don't think it will die away. I, I really don't believe that. So... At the end of the day, all I want to say is respect. We should respect and appreciate all of those options. These are options of watching movies. It's up to us how we're going to, what we're going to choose, what we're going to do. And yes, it is at the end of the day also about money. I get it. I know some people will say, dude, some of those special editions, they're expensive. Streamers, expensive. I totally get it. I totally get it. It's not easy. I don't have an answer for this because everything is subjective. Everyone is considering their own wallet, their own personal situation. So whatever works for you, all I'm saying is don't feel bad if you're choosing one and not the other or not both. Whatever it is, as long as you're supporting movies, as long as you're not just pirating movies, as long as you're just not looking for just getting it for free and thinking that it doesn't affect, especially the smaller uh, studios, independent filmmakers, it does affect them. And any click on an official streamer and you watch the whole movie, any support on physical media, even if you buy it secondhand, it's still a support. So all of this matters if we want to see movies being made, movies of all genres. So that would be my, I guess... Uh, little analysis of this whole thing. I'm sure some of it, uh, some of it makes really good sense. I'm sure some of it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because again, everyone, uh, we're all different at the end of the day. And what I'm trying to do is basically create one positive based on facts narrative. And it's up to people how they're gonna how they're gonna read it, how they under, understand it, and it's the same thing. I wanna I wanna skip now. I wanna jump to uh, the Barbie situation, but uh, at the Oscars, now there was a lot, and it still continues to be a lot of um, back and forth between different camps of people, and it's I'll try not to go into the details of the complaint, uh, the complaints of people or the support fact of the matter is 
we have to remember at the end of the day, this, the Barbie movie, whether you like it or not, right? It's a successful movie. It's, a, it's the epitome of a blockbuster movie. It made over $1 billion. It created huge, huge conversation. It created, the hype was insane. People talked about it. It created the whole Barbenheimer thing. If you were annoyed by it or you didn't care by it, fair enough. Absolutely. If these were not your types of movies, yes, I imagine if you're a horror fan, this is not exactly something you're that excited about, right? But at the end of the day, this was a big win for cinema as a whole. That's what a lot of people unfortunately fail to understand or just completely ignore. They just see it as, or they read about it, as unfortunately happens a lot on social media. You, you read something, someone created it uh, in their own podcast or a YouTube channel or, or tweet or whatever, and it creates a narrative. And the narrative is, oh, this is a woke, uh, feminist type of movie, and it's just annoying, it's more wokeness and stuff like that. We've heard all of the complaints. Now... I still haven't seen the movie, so I can't judge it. I'm basically presenting both sides. On one hand, you have people who support the movie, of course, absolutely good for them. And they say, look, this is a movie that empowers women, right? Women support it. Women like it. It works for us. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else to think about. It works for us. We don't owe you explanation and all of that. It just works for us. So that's great. That's great. So for the people who are critical or complaining about it or constantly see it as this uh, agenda or propaganda, like feminist propaganda, woke propaganda, no, no, guys, no, guys. We should be able to see the movie. When I say we, I mean all of us, supporters, detractors, whatever. If you love cinema, if you want to see more movies, more movies from the genre you love, let's say you're a horror fan, if you want to see more, more, more movies like that, you have to cheer for every movie to be successful. I get it, as I mentioned in the beginning. We live in worlds where everything is very tribal, politically, socially, everything is tribal. Everyone has their own team, so it's either you're with us or against us, and that's it. There's no middle ground. And what I always try to do with the podcast is create a little bit of middle ground to be able to say, look, we can understand each other. There is a middle ground. There is a way to respect the other side, no matter how much we disagree. So at the end of the day, if you've seen Barbie and you don't like it and you want to be vocal about it, you can absolutely share your opinion, but at the same time, remember, the success of that movie will help the creation of quite a few other movies, mid-budget movies. It gives the studio more, more um, leverage when it comes to movies. They can risk with more movies, mid-budget movies, the types of movies we miss, the types of movies, for example, I always give this example of the Michael Douglas in the 90s. When you have Falling Down, Basic Instinct, The Game, A Perfect Murder. You have these for adult-themed adult movies, mid-budget, but also event movies. We don't have those nowadays. We just don't. If we have them, it would be on the streamer, and it's just not going to create a lot, of, uh, a lot of noise, a lot of hype. But 
If we want more of those movies, we should cheer. If you're not paying for the Barbie movie, fair enough. But don't wish for it. Don't create negativity. Don't build this negative hype and trying to keep people away from it. Because it affects all of us. All of the types of movies. Now, because of the success of Barbie, I guarantee you guys, the studio is going to be able to finance probably three or four mid-budget movies. Movies that, as I mentioned, would just be in screenplay shape. That's it. If the movie was not successful. Same thing with Oppenheimer at Universal. It would help mid-budget, mid-level productions, 50, 60 million dollars. Everything counts. That's how a studio works. It's really that simple. And we should cheer for those movies. Not because it would make you a Barbie fan and you're not a Barbie fan. No, you can easily say, you know what? It's not my cup of tea. It's not the movie that I would support or, or like, but I'm still very happy that it made money. It means people are going to the movie theater. The movie theaters are thriving. That's one thing to be happy about. Same thing the year before with Top Gun 2. You would hear some complaints like, oh, it's military propaganda. Just like the complaints that were leveled at the first movie back in the 80s. Same thing. Just military propaganda. There was, uh, there was no, uh, the enemy was, we didn't know what the enemy was. It's like video game. Like all of those types of uh, bashing and concerns. And unfortunately, you would probably say, but dude, this, these are just opinions of people, right? They have the right to share their opinion. Absolutely. I would agree. Yeah. The problem is, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. If you use social media, especially Twitter X, you'll see that it's more than that. People are creating movements online to either review bomb a movie or boycott a movie or whatever. Now, Thankfully, thankfully, these types of things are still not as strong in actual real life. Otherwise, Barbie would have been probably boycotted many times by those people. So, but it still creates a narrative that a lot of people without, without any due diligence, without just doing just a simple survey, right? Like research, they would just believe the narrative. Like, oh, this is a woke movie. I'll never see it. I'll never see Barbie because it's just an annoying woke movie. And that goes against, I think, just the usual normal filmgoer behavior, which should be, hey, I haven't seen that movie. Let me check it out and let me make up my own mind instead of listening to what the narrative online is. And when you have political stuff involved, it gets, it, it can get pretty serious. So all I'm saying is, for the Oscars as well, right? Yes, they did not, they didn't get the nomination. To the people who support Barbie, I would say this. The movie still got, I think, uh, overall eight nominations. That's still an accomplishment. Yes, factually speaking, I believe it was kind of the same thing with Argo a few years ago. Uh, uh, ben, uh, ben was a nominated as director, Ben Affleck. He did not get a nomination. The movie won Best Movie. So it's always this big discussion. How can you nominate for best movie and the director doesn't get a nomination when both of them are clearly connected? So factually, people were right. 
People are right to be to ask questions, right? Now, on the other hand, you have people who say, oh, just because they were women, they should have been nominated and all of that. I, I'm not going there. I'm not arguing against this or for this. But the bottom line is this. People who say that, oh, at least Greta Gerwig should have been nominated. I agree with that because it was the exact same thing with uh, Argo and Ben Affleck. And people made, made noise back then. So it makes sense they're going to do the same thing now, right? But still, I would say to the supporters of the movie, the movie was a success. Like, top to bottom, just complete triumph. And you should be happy. It's always great when you're a supporter or you're part of the team that created a really just genuine, undisputable hit. It's, it's a great feeling, right? And to the people who trash and are angry and who are now making fun of those who who want Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig to be nominated. Just don't go there. Just be appreciative that people are talking about movies, that movies are still in the conversation. Because trust me, guys, one of the things that a lot of analysts were saying just I think as the pandemic was starting, that eventually TikTok, short videos, YouTube, all of that, it would move away. It would completely overshadow cinema and filmmaking and films because the generation of today, they can't watch anything longer than five minutes. They get bored. But the fact is, cinema continues. Cinema is strong. Cinema will persevere. It'll never, it'll never die. And that makes me happy. Makes me happy when I see the success of Oppenheimer, of Barbie, of the horror genre. I love it. All of that. Even if it's movies and shows that I'm not interested in, I'm incredibly happy. And I'm always very grateful when I see people who think that way, who are able to say, you know what? Not my cup of tea, but man, I'm happy for that movie. That's good. That's good news for cinema. We should we should cheer that. We should support it. That in this world where there's so many other distractions and young people don't really care that much about cinema as maybe we did back in the day, the fact that these movies, Oppenheimer and Barbie, especially Oppenheimer, I would say, a three-hour movie that's basically just one long conversation, just talking, talking, and it became a genuine blockbuster, summer blockbuster. Young people are watching it. Yes, it was a lot of the hype was created on TikTok. I get it, right? But still, cinema is in the conversation. It's still a powerful force. So if you're a film fan, celebrate that. Celebrate the success of those movies, no matter how difficult they are, no matter how different they are, pardon me, no matter how much venom certain groups spill towards them. Doesn't matter. Appreciate it. Don't let the negativity and the political discourse or whatever people uh, people always try to, uh, to turn everything into politics. Just appreciate it. Appreciate cinema that it's still here. It's still happening. People are excited about it, and people are going to be watching the Oscars, even if they don't care about the uh, awards themselves. It still creates a conversation when you have a movie like Barbie and Oppenheimer. So that's what I wanted to say. 
with on this one. Uh, we can we can really uh, continue this topic. I'm thinking of bringing up a few guests. I think it might be more interesting, guys, to have another uh, person here to go back and forth because talking by yourself, it's not always that easy. Sometimes you just go around in circles. Sometimes you're just blabbing. So apologies if there was a little bit of blabbing, but hopefully you got you got what I wanted to say on this one. And hopefully you will leave this podcast with, oh, I guess he does have a relatively good point. We should appreciate all types of cinema. We should cheer for cinema to be successful. All types of movies, because everything is connected. If one giant movie is successful, it means I'm going to see three smaller movies being made one day. And... Same thing with physical media and streaming, right? Support where you like, whatever works for you. All I'm saying is don't just pirate movies, support movies by paying and buying because not every filmmaker is a billionaire. And a lot of filmmakers, they they live and die based on the sales and then the streaming. So we should try to do that. It's the least we can do. And... Um, Movies are treasure, as I always say. Movies can change people's lives. They can make our day go from awful to bearable. So support cinema, guys. Support cinema no matter what the movie is. Just support it or just don't be negative about it. Don't create like a, uh, like a chain of tweets about it, trying to boycott it or whatever, if it doesn't work for you. Just remember, everything is connected. We live in a super connected world. One action affects a thing that you probably would never even imagine it could be affected. So, Cinema Rocks, let's continue to support it. Let's let's go and watch movies. Let's see what this year brings to us. I'm very excited. There are a lot of great movies, I'm sure, coming up. I'm sure you guys are excited about a lot of movies. Let me know what movies you're looking forward to it. Let me know what you think on the topic, on the topics that I discussed about building bridges, not burning them down. Tell me what you think about the Oscars. Um, I'm very excited to hear the feedback from you guys. And uh, we will be back with the next episode. Probably a little bit something more, I would say, positive. I'll try something, maybe a comedy movie that we can discuss, like a pure comedy. We'll see. But uh, stick around. I have some interesting things prepared for you. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy them. So this is it for today. Thank you for listening. Apologies if there was a little bit of blabbing. I really apologize for that. I'm doing my best. It's just a lot of things to say. So sometimes I might be repeating myself or just saying something that uh, you're thinking about. Doesn't make sense, but I'm trying. I'm doing my best. So thank you again. Have a great, great day or great evening wherever you are. Stay safe and make sure to check the next episode of the podcast. I will do my best to be an entertaining one. Thank you again. Gabriel signing off. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye for now.